Welcome to You Are Not For Everyone. This is Jackie Henderson. I am a licensed mental health counselor with a specialty in somatic and holistic practices. On this podcast, we normalize talking about important mental health topics such as depression, anxiety, grieving, trauma, personality disorder, and much more. Thank you for joining me today and let's get started. This is You Are Not For Everyone and I'm Jackie Henderson. Today we're talking about how trauma gets trapped in our bodies. And our bodies can literally become frozen after experiencing an overwhelming and very stressful, scary situation or many scary, stressful situations over time. I'm going to share with you why this happens to our bodies, how it happens, and ways to heal from it if you've experienced something like this. As you know, I'm a big believer in Louise Hay, and Louise Hay talks very much about how our body holds on to our emotional pain. And I want you to remember as we go through this podcast today that when I say this is an emotional response, a physiological response to an emotional situation, I'm not saying it's all in your head. I think when I tell people that this is probably an emotional attachment to something or an emotional reaction to a situation, they think I'm telling them that it's not real. Well, it's very real. And I can just give you a brief example right now. And let's just try this exercise. Think about something that stresses you out. What's something in your life right now that's bringing you a lot of stress or brought you stress in the past? And take a minute and reflect on this. Close your eyes. Think about this stressful thing. Now tell me where in your body did you feel that reaction? And that is a perfect example of how your stress affects your physical body because I am sure you felt it somewhere as a physical reaction to that thought. Our brains are powerful and they affect our physical body. And especially if we've had a trauma to our physical body and a strong trauma to our emotional state, our bodies feel the effect. This week, I saw a woman in the grocery store. She was up the aisle quite a bit, but I could see her moving toward me, and her face was fixed in a state of fear. She looked like she was screaming, but this wasn't just an expression she was making. It was her permanent face. She didn't even notice me. She didn't glance over at me. She was very fixated moving forward with this permanent look of fear and distress on her face. It wasn't changing, it wasn't relaxing, it was permanent. And all I could think of is something must have happened in her life, or many things have must have happened in her life that have caused her to be afraid, to be fearful, and to live in a constant state of fear. It was very apparent. And I wish I could have sat with her and talked to her about it, but I was a stranger just walking by, observing. Think about yourself. Think about people you know who have permanent expressions on their face and they don't even realize it. Some people have a permanent expression of sadness. Some people have a permanent expression of surprise. Some people have a permanent expression of anger. And when I say permanent, it means that that's just how their face, their natural tone of their face goes. I'm really curious what you know about those people. Do you know their history? 
Are they sad constantly? Have they been angry constantly? Have they been let down constantly? And our bodies, our minds, our faces, our physiology all become a product of our life experience. I knew a woman once who had frozen shoulder. And Louise Hay always believes that if there's not a physical reason for an injury or a pain or an ache in the body, there is usually an emotional reason for it. And shoulders represent holding the weight of the world on your shoulders. And so shoulder pain that just happens, not as a result of an injury, just happens you wake up one day and your shoulders are achy or in pain, usually means you're doing a lot to hold up other people to support everybody else. You're the one who's holding the weight of the world on your shoulders. And so this person that I was speaking of got frozen shoulder. She had a lot of stress in her life. She did everything for her family, her children, for her work. She was the person who carried the weight of the world. And as a result, her shoulder became frozen. She couldn't move it. She didn't have an injury. There was no reason physically for this injury. It was emotional. And as I mentioned earlier, many people don't want to believe that it's an emotional reason for having a physical ailment because they think you're saying it's all in their head. The pain is real. The frozenness is real. The stress is also real. What you've been experiencing causes the pain, causes the frozenness, and it's time to heal and accept that we need to calm and heal our mind and our thoughts so our bodies can unfreeze and we can release the trauma and the pain. I saw a video when I was in my master's program um, and it was based in somatic experiencing, which is a form of trauma healing. And Peter Levine, the man who created somatic experiencing, was interviewing a soldier. And this was a young soldier. He was about 24 years old and he had just gotten back from Afghanistan and he could not turn his head to the right. It was impossible for him to move his head. It was stuck. He also had a tick, which kept tilting his head away from the right. He had a stutter. He couldn't get his words out. So his body was changed from his experience in Afghanistan. He had a frozen neck. He couldn't turn to the right. He had a tick that was making him lean away from the right. And he had a stutter. He couldn't get his words out. And Peter Levine worked with him and he gave him permission to videotape his healing process. And come to find out this soldier witnessed his whole entire platoon being blown up on the right side of him. Every person died except him. And physiologically... He couldn't handle that. It was overwhelming. No one could handle that. Imagine that, having everyone that you were with die. And as a physical result of that trauma, he couldn't turn his head to the right because that's where all his people were. And the tick was leaning his head away from it. He couldn't look at it. And the stutter was just probably overwhelm and emotional surprise, stress, exhaustion, pain, fear, sadness, anger, frustration, all of it. Could you imagine 
Every emotion that must have gone through his mind and his body respond physically. He couldn't look to the right. Peter Levine did healing work with him and eventually he was able to get freedom of movement back. But in order to get freedom of movement back when you're frozen from a trauma, you have to physically move your body and you really need to do this with a professional. You need professional support to get through this trauma work because the healing is intense, especially if you've gone through extreme adverse experiences such as losing your whole platoon or living in fear every day. Perhaps you're an abuse victim and you're always in fear of your partner coming home or if you were raised with child abuse or had extreme childhood adverse experiences, you will probably have trauma still trapped in your body. So it's important to do this work. One more example is in the somatics book written by Thomas Hanner. He had a man come to him who was literally hunchbacked, almost 45 degrees over and hunchback. And no doctor could help this man. His physical body was bent over. It was stuck there. There was no getting him to stand upright. No surgery helped, no physical therapy helped, nothing was helping this man to stand back upright. And Thomas Hanna, who understands somatic experiencing and somatic trauma, and he understands how life experience affects our physical body, he sat with the man and asked him, who are you? What have you been through in your life? And come to find out, this man was a very successful businessman when he was younger. Now he's almost 80, and he's completely hunchback. He was never hunchback when he was younger. But he was very successful in business. And about 10, 15 years earlier, he retired from his business. And when he retired, he really experienced a lot of stress for financial reasons. He didn't make the same money he was used to making. He was really struggling financially. He was losing everything that he had monetarily. And Thomas Hanna asked him where he felt this. And he felt all his stress in his stomach. So imagine when you have a stomach ache and you kind of hunch over and that stomach ache is intense and intense and intense and you just keep hunching over and hunching over. This is what happened to this man. The stress and the pain in the stomach was so intense, it caused his whole body to lean over into a hunchback, and he got stuck there. We get stuck as a result of our emotional stress, of the traumas we've experienced into the body, how we manage our trauma, how we manage our stress, It affects us all very differently. Every person is different. So one person who may go through the same trauma as someone else may be physically fine, where another person may become hunchback, or their face becomes frozen, or their shoulder doesn't move, or they can't look to the right. Trauma affects each one of us in very different ways. And it's important to understand this So you can look at your own body and see, where am I frozen? Where am I stuck? Where do I have a hard time moving? I teach dance, and as I teach dance, I see a lot of people are frozen in their torsos. They're frozen in their hips. 
And it just makes me curious, what's stuck there? What is stuck in that part of their bodies that's stopping them from freely moving? I did do a podcast earlier on how the body moves, and you can look that up. And it's really true. How our body moves through space or doesn't move and is stuck and frozen really tells a story. And so explore your body, explore your facial expression. And I'm not saying expressions like when you're happy, your face changes. When you're sad, your face changes. I'm saying your constant look. Do you have a stuck look that's your everyday look? Do you have a stuck body part that doesn't move freely? Just start to explore it, especially if you've experienced a lot of trauma in your life. And I'm going to talk a little bit about childhood trauma. And there's this thing called adverse childhood experiences. You can take the test online. If you've had a lot of trauma in your life as a child, It really does cause long-term stress in the body and long-term struggles and challenges in life. People who have four or more of the adverse childhood experience traits tend to have a very difficult life. And if you have more than four, keeping a job, keeping relationships are really hard. Your mental health suffers. So if you've had a lot of childhood trauma, I suggest taking the test and getting your score and see how you're doing. I've had people have a very high score of the childhood experiences, adverse childhood experiences, and they're very functioning as adults. So again, it really is individual. So if you're having a hard time in life with relationships, jobs, Uh, you're just having a hard time moving through life, your body is stuck and frozen, chances are your experiences have really affected you in such an intense way that you need some professional help to release this so you can be free at last. If you've had some childhood trauma, I'm going to list some of the childhood traumas. It may be triggering if you haven't done the work, but I hope that you can tolerate listening and just see if you've experienced any of these And perhaps we can do some work to help you get through it and heal. A parent dismissing and denying your reality and your emotions. Being screamed at often and scolded for making mistakes. Having a parent with unresolved trauma. Having a parent who has been in jail or is in jail. Constantly being compared and criticized. Being neglected having a parent with too high of expectations, having to assume the parent role, being parentified, being humiliated or shamed, having a parent who cannot regulate their own emotions, physical, emotional, verbal, sexual abuse, not being accepted for who you are, parents who prioritize themselves over their child, parent who lacks boundaries, a parent who's more focused on your appearance than your spirit and your mind, having a parent with mental illness, divorce, separation, or death of a parent, and also frequent relocation and lack of consistency. These things can affect us in childhood, and those things can be brought into our adult life if they're not worked through. If you're still holding on to some trauma, you're carrying your body in a certain way, chances are you're holding on to past trauma. And many people are. 
you're not the only one. It happens quite a bit. I've just shared four stories of people right off the top of my head. There's many people who have trauma that is not healed and they're and it is affecting their physical bodies and really impacting their lives in a way that they can't move freely. They're in pain. They're in a state of fear constantly. It's time to heal. Let's talk about animals and how they deal with trauma. So imagine a deer out in the woods and a deer out in the woods might get shot at. A hunter might shoot at the deer and the deer just ducks and runs. It runs to safety. And once it gets to safety, what does it do? It just keeps eating the grass. It doesn't remember or recall that it just was shot at. It just goes back to life. Also, animals have a shake-off defense mechanism. When something traumatic happens to them, they shake it off. Their whole body shake. If your dog trips and falls down a little hill, it gets up, it shakes it off. When any animal is traumatized, it has a shake-off instinct. And this instinct is releasing the trauma from the muscles, the body, and the spirit. We as humans don't always have this instinct of shaking things off. If you were out in the woods and a hunter was shooting at you, you would run to safety, but you wouldn't relax and just start living again. You'd be looking out the window and looking around the corner and looking over your shoulder to see if that hunter's still coming. And you might live with that fear for the rest of your life. As humans, our brain overworks and we go into a state of fight or flight and it stays on. We might even go into a state of collapse and we give up and our bodies just give in and it stays that way. We get stuck that way. And that's not how animals were designed. But as humans with our brains developed, we tend to overthink and we tend to live in a state of fear and we keep the tension in the body. It's not released. It's not let go. And animals let it go but we do not. We need to let go of that energy. We need to discharge that intense trauma out of the body, out of the muscles. And if we don't, it stays trapped and we become frozen. And again, this work needs to be done with a professional if you've been living with a frozen part of you for too long. And the frozen part could be emotional. You might be shut down emotionally. Your body could be frozen in a certain part of it, and you know it. You know. You know your body. Or if you don't, and you feel like this podcast is talking to you, and you feel like there's something you need to work on, get the help of a professional and do your work to heal. So here are some signs that you are healing if you do do the work and you have gone through this shift. You have accepted that you've gone through something difficult. Sometimes we downplay a trauma. Oh, it wasn't that bad. You know, people who are sexual abuse victims can say, oh, it was okay. It was not bad. You know, I'm over it. I'm going to get past it. I'm not going to think about it anymore. I'm just going to bury it. That never works. You have to accept what you've gone through and know that you've gone through something difficult and you may need some counseling and support to get through it. Don't just bury it because it doesn't just get buried. It gets buried and it grows spikes. You want to deal with it and honor it and let it go. 
You know you're healing when you welcome support. People who are shutting down to help and support are not in a healing mindset. They are thinking they can do this on their own, but again, they're just burying the pain. You learn how to manage your emotions. You're not so reactive. You're not impulsive. You're not agitated. You learn how to experience those difficult emotions, but you also know how to manage them and self-regulate your emotions. You start to feel safe in your relationships. If you've been traumatized in past relationships, whether through parents or partners, friends, teachers, coaches, if you've been abused, it's hard to feel safe. And you know you're doing the healing work when you start to trust in your relationships. You feel more self-control. You know that you're in charge of your body. You know you're in charge of your mind. And you start taking the healthy steps to really feel powerful in your life instead of powerless. You're no longer ashamed of your trauma. That is a true sign of healing. If you're still living with shame from your trauma, then it's time to do some work around that. Because when you've experienced a trauma, that happened to you. And yes, there are times in our lives we've made bad choices, or we could have made better choices and something bad might have happened as a result. But still, forgive yourself for making a wrong choice and do the work. And don't be ashamed of what happened to you. Know that it's time to heal. You survived. Remind yourself that whatever happened to you, you survived. And you can be a beacon of hope to others who have gone through the same thing. When you are healed, you can set boundaries, communicate your boundaries, and enforce your boundaries. You don't let people walk all over you. You're no longer timid. You no longer have no voice. You speak up for yourself powerfully, confidently, and you really start to take care of your own space, energy, and time, and you honor your self-worth. You start to recognize and cope with your triggers. This is an important part of healing, knowing what sets you off. If you've been traumatized by anything in your life, there's going to be certain things, smells, foods, colors, people, sounds, that trigger you because they remind your subconscious of that event. And when you've done the healing work, those triggers no longer affect you in the same way. You can stay calm even when the triggers are present. You also learn not to self-blame. When something goes wrong, when something's not right, instead of turning inward and self-blaming, self-loathing, you start to have self-acceptance. You accept and honor the fact that sometimes things go wrong. Sometimes we make wrong choices. Sometimes it's not your fault. Put the blame where it belongs and don't always blame yourself. You feel comfortable expressing your needs, your feelings, and your opinions. When you really heal When you start to heal, you're able to accept who you are. You accept what's happened to you in your life. You accept the horrible things that might have happened to you, and you start to heal from them. You honor the experience that it's brought you to a place where you are a survivor. You're strong now. You're healed now. 
Forgiveness is a big part of this. People don't always like the word forgiveness because they think it's letting someone off the hook, but it's not letting someone off the hook. It's actually letting yourself become free from holding on to the past pain. So forgiveness means that person that hurt you no longer gets to take up space in your mind, your heart, your spirit. And if you have a physical frozen part of you because of your trauma, then please get the help that you need. It's going to be hard to let that go and be free of it without discharging it in a healthy way. And you can do that with the help of a professional trauma therapist who can guide you through that work. I also encourage you to do your self-care practices, to take care of yourself, to do all the things that make your body feel strong, healthy, rested, and joyful. It's time to release the trauma. It's time to become unfrozen. It's time to let it go. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you'd like to support the show, please go down into the episode description and click the link support the show and you can buy me a coffee. Another way to support is to write a review or to share the podcast with friends. And great news, my workbook is now available on Amazon. This book aligns with the first 30 episodes of the podcast and provides journaling prompts to help you through self-reflection as you move through your own personal healing journey. Stay well, and I look forward to having you back next time.